From the Iola Register, I'm Tim Stauffer. And I'm Richard Lucan. And this is Registered. In today's episode, I sit down with Cynthia Carr, longtime Iola Middle School librarian, LaHarp City Council member and former mayor, and co-owner of Jayhawker RV Park in LaHarp with her husband Clayton. We took some time to talk about her experiences as an educator, her perspective on LaHarp's recent progress, and the work still undone in the Allen County community. Thrive's Community Engagement Director, Marcia Davis, also joined us. Here's our conversation. So we are sitting here with Cynthia Carr, who has wears pretty several different hats in the community, I would say. One, city council member and longtime mayor and council. How long were you on, or have you been a part of the city council there in La Harpe? Um, Probably, I would say 15 years okay. at least, maybe a little bit longer. I'm not sure when I first joined, right after I moved to La Harpe. Okay, and also business owner with the RV yes. Park as well. Correct. And was that, and so I guess that's been as long as you've been, or how long have you been in, in La Harpe and with the RV Park? Well, the, the RV Park brought us to La Harpe okay. because we purchased it and then uh, we were living elsewhere and, and trying to manage, manage the park and live elsewhere just wasn't working so we said okay we'll just move here. <laughs> and then also educator uh, yes. with the middle school, school librarian and I understand you also, I mean you didn't start at the librarian as you were mentioning earlier, you were English teacher or how long have you been at the middle school? Um, well, if I tell you that, then I'll tell you how old I am. Um, I've been there mm, almost 40 years. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I, it was my first job out of college, and I just kind of evolved and stayed here, and That's here right. I am. So, now, did you grow up here in southeast Kansas? No, I did not. I grew up outside of Topeka. Oh, okay. Okay. And was it the school job? Was that what brought you to yes. Allen County? Yes. And, and the job opportunity brought me here, so. And I guess you liked it, obviously, or? Yeah, it was... I liked the community and the people and just kind of decided, hey, this wasn't a bad place. And was it always yeah. at the middle school level that you that you taught in that? Yes, yes. I um, I think I started, well, I taught speech and drama. And at that time, we were a junior high. We were seven, eight, nine yeah. grade levels. And um, then they remodeled the high school. We lost the ninth graders. We inherited the sixth graders. And then I um, uh, had an opportunity to move into English, so I was like eighth grade English. Okay. Um, being involved in education, obviously you see probably kids all over town that you remember from, from back in the day, or is it, how, how is that going around and seeing kids that may be parents now? And, and oh, well, it, it's interesting because, you know, uh, we'll have a student come in and introduce themselves and they'll say, and this is this is my mom this is my dad I'm like okay yeah I know mom I know dad and I'm almost well I'm sure I'm at the point where and this is grandma and grandpa you know I've been here long enough that that I've known some of the families that you know have yeah. been through here that have stayed and then now you and Clayton have three daughters is that right that's correct and now where are they now um, my oldest daughter Ashley is in Lawrence and she is uh, working on her PhD in nursing. Oh, wow. Um, my middle daughter is here in, I in Iola, um, and she's selling insurance for uh, Farm Bureau, just up the street there, yep. <laughs> a little plug. And my youngest daughter, um, Amanda, well, Amy's my middle daughter, 
Uh, Amanda is in San Diego and she works for um, Dexcom, which is a diabetic um, monitoring device company. Oh, wow. And she's been out there for, I don't know, five or six years. So Has to I, be fun trying to keep up with those guys. Oh, yeah. And she, she was interesting because uh, she had gone to Washburn and, and was living in Topeka and she just said, you know what, we're going to move. And she just quit her job and um, packed up her stuff and moved to San Diego and was very fortunate that she, no job, she got a job. Oh, wow, within, just like, kind of on a whim just to go out to San Diego? Um, her fiance's parents lived out there. And, oh, okay. And she was able to get a job within like two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was really yeah interesting. She's been there ever since. She loves it. Now, I get as a quick aside with the COVID and everything, I, are you able to stay in touch with them and checking on them and making oh, sure they're healthy and everything? Yes. Um, Amy, of course, I, I get to see face-to-face. -face. Amanda, we do um, a house party and Zoom. And um, same with Ashley. And, you know, we text and message and, yeah. So, but uh, actually, um, it was like we anticipated going to San Diego probably this summer. and. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. Is that still maybe up in the air then? It, kind it's of, possible. Or you know, I was like, do I want to fly? Do I want to drive? You know, it's still up in the air. Right, right. Um, and as an aside, with the with the school, have do that the middle school. It really takes. I've always thought kind of a special breed to to I guess connect with kids I mean a lot of people like being around young kids or the high school kids but the middle school always kind of seemed to what be the one to get the get the bad rap sometimes some teachers love it that that what was it about middle school age kids that appealed um they I say they weren't as neat they aren't as needy as an elementary student I mean they're still needy uh, but they're also not um, I guess maybe so full of themselves as you might see a high school student. You know, they're they're just a unique a unique group, and you can tease them, and you can have fun with them, and you can be a kid right along with them. You know, they just kind of and there's all different. You know, there's the needy kid. There's the you know I'm mature and I can handle this, and it's just a really interesting group. And that's where I student taught, and it just seemed like a good. A good fit is that where me. you always kind of aimed for when you got into education said this is the age group well, that really appeals I to me? I originally thought I wanted to do like high school and I observed in a high school and then I'm thinking I don't know if I'm, I'm ready for that those attitudes I got you know? you. And middle school kids have attitudes too but not nearly to that extent you know but um, and any any mentors there at the middle school? I mean, it seemed like a lot of with a fairly small faculty size, or people you just really enjoyed working with or working I've, under. I've enjoyed working with, you know, all of my principals, all of the teachers have been through there. I've learned from everybody. Oh. You know, even you know the newbies come in, you learn from them because they bring in new ideas. You know, and you talk to the seasoned teachers, and of course they have advice as well, and it's. I really feel like we're a good mix. Um, with the with the advent of technology, I, it seems sometimes in communities where libraries or whatnot kind of get, I don't know, people think, oh, the library's still here, kind of. Is that the same way in a school setting, or is it a little different, or is it more um, central to the education process? We, we probably don't use our resources as much as we used to because of all of the availability of information on the internet. Mm -hmm. but. 
teachers are st still require the students to have a library book, and um, so that keeps me in business. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, okay, so the internet goes down. Well, I can't read my library book because it's on, you know, my Chromebook. And so they require that they have have a book in hand. It's just something, I mean, you can read all the nooks and Kindles and tablets that you want, but there's still just something special about holding a book in your hand. I'm right, saying. and a lot, of, a lot of students prefer that, you know, because I'll say, well, I don't have that book, but you probably can get it online. Well, no, I'd rather have the book. Yeah. And I, I hear that a lot. Um. I guess now to shift gears a little bit uh, to to go back to uh, the La Harp City Council. Mm -hmm. When you got on there, I mean, the city is. It seems like it's really kind of taken some steps in the right direction now. Would you say, or what? What do you think about when you think of La Harp, Kansas? Well, we've made a lot of improvements. Um, we had some houses in need of repair, and we've been able to um, work with. We had a grant to work with those people to improve their housing, and then we were also able to um, do some demolition to get rid of some unsightly houses that you know had been abandoned. Um, the um, electric upgrade was tremendous in terms of you know it would be like oh the wind's blowing oh my electricity's <laughs> going to go out yeah and now we've rarely. Exactly. <laughs> Rarely exactly. have have an issue. Uh, you know, I think the last maybe the last big issue we had was was not our fault. It was you know our provider. Um, so that was that's been really big. The park with um, I, uh, La Heart Pride and Thrive Allen County bringing in you know resources and everything. That's really taken off. It's still working on that. Um, moving from City Hall, which was like basically an old storefront, into the uh, La Harp Elementary School was a big step. And I know some people were hesitant about taking that step. You know, oh, it's going to cost us so much money and utilities and everything. But that's really been a plus because we have a nice facility. We have room for people to meet. And it's open for rental. So, you know, your class reunion, your family dinner. Uh, we have our fitness center going, you know, pickleball comes in there in the winter time. Um, we have the fitness center going and fortunately we're able, I guess, to get that back open now because um, we were closed because of COVID. Um, so there's a lot of things. Those are all real positive things that I've seen in La Harp. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really um, new housing coming in, um, you know, that, that's really been a I, and I'm glad you mentioned the housing because it seems like especially by the park area there's just a lot of new houses new new I think they built a new garage a while back and another house maybe going in there it just uh, seems like slowly but steadily it's just getting improved and that, was, improved that was something that um, the city had some property and was able to offer offer that property to individuals to build on so that's really um, helped um, boost that you know and then people are like well my relative lives here i think i'm going to build here and, and so that's just kind of taken off too what's what challenges do you see for the harp we've gone a lot come a long way but it seems like there's a long way still to go in some aspects would you say or what, what um, do you see is our streets need attention and that's probably the biggie right now uh, i know we have concerns with um some of our our water uh our water lines just this 
you know, with the fluctuation of heat and, and everything, and we, we do have had quite a few water leaks. Um, so those are two, probably two areas we're going to focus on. And, you know, we're good. We're good with our electric. We still have you know some little issues here and there, but we've come a long way there. But um, we'd like to get our streets back in order. You know, get rid of the potholes. Uh, you know, we've got some areas that are that are gravel. You know, and, and I think that's one of our focuses right now. And in, in including, you know, improving the park. I know we've got some things lined out there money-wise to bring some more improvements in and, and then into City Hall itself, you know, mm -hmm. to um, improve our kitchen facilities and uh, because a lot of people do take advantage of those. And, yeah. and I know I have, and it was nice to be able to go in there and like, okay, we bring our food and we've got, you know, everything there so we can, you know. With with these other, like the infrastructure improvements, you, is, is, is it possible do you see any kind of re i don't it doesn't even have to be retail activity but any kind of more of a business community coming back to la harp or do you think that's uh that seems like a pretty steep hill to climb or do you think that's um, doable people have expressed interest but i don't know um you know i think we're open to providing uh some incentives if we can for a business coming in i know we haven't we have an incentive program in place for bringing in um new businesses but right now we haven't seen much action but yeah. but that's you know concerning the times too yeah uh, what is your favorite part about the heart what do you what do you enjoy? Mm -hmm. I cut the peacefulness <laughs> I think you know it's just a nice community uh, you, you know you see kids riding their bikes you know people hanging out at City Hall uh, on the on the playground equipment you know uh, people walking around they don't feel I, I don't think they feel like um, threatened in any way you know it's just kind of like um, they're comfortable you know and I think I, I like that part of you know it's not I don't have um, you know I have well I have lots of neighbors <laughs> but um, you know it's like you have room you have space um, you know, it's just a very peaceful place I think We'll be right back. Our children's program is in full swing this summer at Southeast Kansas Mental Health Center. If your child is struggling with their mental health and could use some skills to cope, please give us a call at 365-5717 to schedule an appointment today. As our referrals are coming in, we're also looking to add to our dynamic staff. To apply and view details, please visit our website at sekmhc.org. Mental Health Matters and Southeast Kansas Mental Health Center is here to help. Back to the to the COVID and the way the city's kind of closed down and kind of reopened back up in these facilities. Do you see, I mean, it, is it difficult to, to plan things with the, with the, I guess, is it uncertainness surrounding the COVID right now or is it just well, in terms of say okay we can tackle these projects or plan this or do that or i don't think it's restricted us i mean we've carried on business as usual pretty much with with basically the the lack of face-to-face -face contact like mm -hmm. within city hall or whatever and i know that that some groups have had booked um the facilities for a reunion or whatever but they changed their mind and probably it was for a variety of reasons not just yeah. um the you know, lack of 
availability for the facilities. So um, it's going to be an ongoing challenge, you know, for quite a while, probably longer than we realize. Most people probably think right now, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess in, you mentioned the school. You may not know just yet when when school is going to reopen yet, or is that still to be determined, or um, what the fall I, fall term is going to look still like? Still up in the air. Um, like I said, KSDE uh, is um, they have a continuous learning team. I guess that that helped us put everything together in March when when schools were closed, and they're continuing to work on. You know what's coming up in the future, um, and they're saying mid July is what I read earlier. So it's just kind of, um, I could see a blended um, learning experience. You know, face to face, but some parents may chose may choose to to you know keep not, them home not, or what. Yeah, and I, I know of some parents who um, have restricted their kids and have not let them socialize. Uh, you know, face to face, and you know that that's a challenge in itself for those kids. You know, it's been a challenge for all of us. Right. Uh, so you know, we'll just kind of wait and see what what happens here. And you know, we've been really good here in Allen County for the most part, right. except here recently. Yeah. <laughs> so and you know, as a, as a librarian, then with the with the books and everything being checked out, obviously, but then with these other software programs and the distance learning potential that would that change you do you think that would change things for you i mean obviously it probably would or would that your responsibilities i could yeah i can see changes there um a lot of the book publishers have been very generous in terms of letting um letting us have access to their online books so normally they would charge us for these ebooks but you know they're willing to share those with us and that that's been a plus now whether that continues you know because they pretty much shut it off at the end of may so if that would continue i don't know what it will do in the fall um but i could see limited access with kids being able to come in and you know have a have a period of time where kids could come in and check out books or say hey i want a particular book and i would just pull it in you know I, i can see it just kind of depends on how everything evolves, you know. Now, as an educator, I guess it's been, what, it's been now more than three months since you've seen these kids, going on three and a half, I guess, months yeah. since you've seen them. That's probably the longest you've ever gone since you've started in education, not near a bunch of kids? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> and yeah. how, I mean, for you, do you miss it? What, what, what goes to your mind right now? Because you're still a good two months maybe at the earliest from being around them you watch them grow and then it's like they're going to come in in august i'm like you're going to have to tell me your name (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i try to learn everybody's name and i can see that you know things have changed and they're going to be more social because for a lot of them you know they spend a big chunk of their of their day um in school right. so you know we're we're a very familiar crowd with them and for them to be home and you know maybe nobody at home it's get you know so we may have some social um lessons that we'll have to review <laughs> <laughs> uh you, you mentioned memory names i know say for if you're a, a 10th grade biology team you only have a certain amount you need to know everybody i guess is that i, I that? try to <laughs> i try to learn everybody's name and we have little ID cards that 
you know, they can come up and give it to me and I can scan it. But but it makes it makes it's more personalized if you know their name. Sure. And sometimes I mess up and I'm like, <laughs> call them by their brother's name or their sister's name or you know, um or I'm like I'm just getting a blank here. But I really try to learn everybody's name. Yeah. Because i s I'll see them well, right now I they come in as fifth graders, I'll see them for four years. So, you know, I it, it helps and it makes it more personalized for them if yeah, and some of them are very professional and they'll say, my name is, you know, Jim. And I'm like, okay, but I, I know your name. <laughs> you know my name? How do you know my name? Yeah. <laughs> so. so now when the fifth grade came in, did that change things for the library or for you? Or did it? Did you have to get in di- additional materials we, for the we younger added, students? Um, because of the movement to um, the attendance centers, mm-hmm. um, those libraries shifted. So they had, like... Uh, McKinley, that's now a, a pre-KK, mm-hmm. had no need for their third and fourth, fifth grade books. So those shifted and those shifted, and then I inherited um, some that were a little bit lower than what I had in my collection. Right. So, so all of that, and they and the fifth grades, um, when they come in, they have different. It, it depends on the class. They have different needs. Like they, they love nonfiction, whereas the seventh and eighth and or sixth, seventh, and eighth graders are like, well, I need a fiction book because this is for my assignment and this is for my my book project. I guess and I never thought about that, but yeah, just yeah. kind of as they get older, the, how they, they the taste the focus, shift or focus taste, shifts exactly. The focus, you know, uh, the requirements. You see less and less recreational reading because they're involved in sports and you know they're juggling this and they're in band or or um, they play travel ball on the weekends or whatever. So their recreational reading kind of uh, decreases there. When were you mayor? I am not sure because I was on the council and then the mayor decided to resign. So I took over his unfinished term and then I ran it was elected for another term, and then I ran again, and I think that's when May, May won, which is just fine with me. <laughs> and there are three-year terms. Four-year. Four-year. As a as a, as a difference between a council member and mayor, yeah. I guess obviously there's a pretty significant difference in there. Which which do you prefer? I I like the council person because uh, when you're the mayor, and there's an issue in the middle of the night. A lot of times they you call, get the call the mayor, yes, <laughs> and then you call dispatch or you call your crew out or whatever. So I don't miss those middle of the night <laughs> phone calls at all. Um, and uh, it seems like the council is a pretty good, good mix of like experienced individuals and then a couple fresh faces on there now. Or you guys work well um, together? Would you say? I think so. Um, we have. Um, Austin, who just came on new, and he's young and has new ideas and everything. Um, Ron has been in and on, off and on the council for quite a while. Um, Danny's fairly on, recent, re- yeah. fairly recent, but um, has a lot of experience in terms of um, our go-to person about construction and building and things of that nature. And Sherilyn um, is a more involved in in the groups and the committees and the organizations and things like that right. yeah and she's fairly new too but but she's brought in a lot of experience from you know so i think we have a 
pretty and I've been I mean I've seen other governing bodies where they are just at each other like cats mm -hmm. and dogs you guys seem to I mean even when you guys have disagreements that never really gets <laughs> volatile you guys really just kind of seem we to, can work on that yeah. if you want us yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> but it just seems like you guys yeah. kind of I don't know just you mesh together mesh yeah exactly <laughs> I guess that's the best way yeah, to say I, it. I know, think, seem you know, to genuinely like each other I guess I, well, I think so, yeah. but uh, you know, I can see that. Uh, you know, our but our issues aren't probably as uh, major as as some of the other communities have to deal with. You know, in terms of budgets, and you know, our crew is relatively small, so we don't have not like Iola, where we're talking about all these different departments and their you know pay scales and things like that. That just sounds like a big nightmare. Um. With the with the streets, what what's the good? What is the best? I guess. I guess prescription for better streets is it rebuild them from the ground up, or what's it going to take? Would you say? Um, I'm not really savvy on that. I yeah. know they talk about getting. You know, obviously when you pile layer upon layer upon layer, you know that that causes issues. So, um, and our streets probably were gravel to begin with so we need a, obviously a good base and then they do the the chip and seal but a lot of our problems in our streets are very narrow and we're concerned about our, our ditch drainage and the so water, that just standing water, water the, yeah because you're out there after a big rain and we have a lot of ditches that hold a lot of water so that's that's an issue to contend with uh i don't know what the ideal solution is you know just that um you know, basically make them smooth and get rid of the potholes. <laughs> so I tell you what, thank you very much for, no for coming in and taking the yeah. time out of your schedule and letting us yeah, visit it's and pretty, everything. It's pretty jam-packed this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> Registered is produced by the Iola Register. For more episodes, subscribe to Registered wherever you get your podcast. Just search Registered or find us online at iolaregister.com slash registered. To support our work, please consider subscribing to The Register. You can find out more at iolaregister.com slash subscribe. And thank you.